Last week we began looking at Psalm uh, 23 and we've come to a phrase that could be a puzzler for you if you know much of anything about David's background, which I think most of you do. And uh, the phrase is, I shall not want. Now the Hebrew word for want, hachaser, has nothing whatsoever to do with desire. So you can put that meaning of the English word want completely out of your mind. Uh, the, uh, the word has to do with lacking or being devoid of something. And actually the original uh, English word want uh, meant exactly that, I shall not lack. And it continues to have that meaning, though most people, I think, mistaken it. Uh, so a lot of modern versions translate it something like this. I shall not lack anything. But even with that, it can be kind of a puzzler because David sure seemed to lack all kinds of things early on in his uh, life. He lacked political power when he was running from Saul. He lacked bread and weapons when he went to the priest and he said, hey, do you have any bread that I can eat? And do you have a weapon around uh, that I can borrow? And he takes a Goliath's uh, sword. He lacked a wife when he had to run for his life and uh, run away from those uh, murdering uh, government officials. Uh, there are all kinds of things that uh, he lacked. Uh, from time to time, he lacked the joy of the Lord. And he cried out to the Lord uh, desperately, Lord, I need you. Uh, he, he said, I'm like a, a deer thirsting in the wilderness, panting for the water. Uh, he was without a throne, without a country, far from his friend Jonathan. On one occasion, the Amalekites took two of his wives and everything that David owned, except for what he happened to be carrying on his back when he came back to their village of Ziklag, and he even seemed to lack safety because his men were ready to stone him uh, out of their own desperation. So how can David honestly say, I shall lack nothing? And the answer is context and context. Uh, and the first context is the first half of the verse, Yahweh is my shepherd. If you have Yahweh as your shepherd, then you lack nothing because Yahweh owns everything. Okay, so it is only as David owns the owner of all things that that statement can be true in his life. And if you are united to Jesus, you can make that same statement by faith and you can say, I lack nothing. Uh, using a different metaphor in John 15, the metaphor of the vine, uh, Jesus said that if you abide in the vine and the vine abides in you, uh, that um, you're going to bear much fruit, uh, you're going to have joy full to overflowing, you're going to have the uh, power of the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And I want you to get this next phrase, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. You will lack nothing if you cling to your shepherd. You will lack nothing if you abide in the vine and ask God's provision from that vine. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. In other words, 
without the first phrase in Psalm 23, verse 1, you can't say the second phrase of Psalm 23, verse 1. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have anything. Jesus said, For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So if you're a disciple of Christ, and you abide in the vine, your passion is to glorify God in all that you do, you can ask God to provide for your needs, and it is absolutely guaranteed that He will provide everything you need in order to glorify Him. And this is why Ephesians 1 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Christ is our bank account, and we can draw checks in His name by faith. And so if you own the owner of all things... Uh, then you lack nothing. You own all things. So the first context to help us understand this phrase is the earlier phrase, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, my shepherd, it's ownership. We own him, he owns us. Now the second context is the rest of the psalm. Why is it that the good shepherd has to give David green pastures in, in verse 2? It's because David is hungry. And he asks the shepherd to provide food for him, and the shepherd gives him that food. Why does he have to lead him by uh, still waters? It's because David is thirsty, and he's crying out to God, and God provides for him refreshment. Why does God have to lead David in the paths of righteousness? Well, it's because David knows he tends to be a wandering sheep, and uh, he cries out to the Lord that uh, the Lord would deliver him from the evil one, and God leads him in the paths of righteousness. Why does God have to lead David through the scary valley of the shadow of death so that he will not fear? Because David naturally, apart from Christ, would tend to fear. In other words, you can have all kinds of needs in your life and still be able to say that phrase, I shall not want. It's sort of like saying, wow, I need 100 bucks, so I'm going to go to the ATM and I'm going to withdraw 100 bucks. Okay, you've got it. You've got a need. You've got that. Those two can coexist together. So long as you cling to your shepherd, you follow his voice, and you pray to him, he will provide everything you need to honor him and to glorify his Father. Absolutely everything. If you need finances this week, you go to the Lord, and you say, Lord, in order to fulfill the, the purpose you've given to me here on earth, I need some finances. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He can provide that easily for you. But make sure you're asking as a steward who's planning to use all of that finances for the glory of God. When your goal is to follow the shepherd, to abide in the vine, God says he is working all things in this universe together for your good. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 15 says, For all things are for your sake, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. And it really is mind-blowing when you realize that in Christ you have access to all things and all things are working together for your good. In fact, if you are in Christ, there is a sense in which you already own all things. 1 Corinthians 3 says, Therefore let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. 
whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ's and Christ is God's. So do you see how those first two phrases really do tightly uh, belong together? And so this morning, can you say by faith, I shall lack nothing? You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fight of faith to be able to say that on a moment-by-moment -moment basis because there's going to be all kinds of things in life that are going to try to rob you of what you already own in Christ. And I'll just give you one example. The tyranny of the urgent can keep you from operating by faith. And if you're not operating by faith automatically, you're not abiding in the vine. Uh, and so you cannot expect anything. If our mind is not united to Christ, focused on Christ, as Colossians 3 commands us, it says we're not to seek things on earth, we're to seek those things which are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of the Father. So if we're not doing that, it's so easy for everything in this psalm to be turned upside down. When I was looking for illustrations for this morning's uh, communion meditation, uh, I read a poem by Marsh Hornock that I think graphically illustrates this. The poem says, the clock is my dictator, I shall not rest. It makes me lie down only when exhausted. It leads me to deep depression. It hounds my soul. It leads me in circles of frenzy for activity's sake. Even though I run frantically from task to task, I will never get it all done, for my ideal is with me. Deadlines and my need for approval, they drive me. They demand performance from me beyond the limits of my schedule. They anoint my head with migraines. My in-basket overflows. Surely fatigue and time pressure shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the bonds of frustration forever. Now, I think that poem describes some of us more frequently than Psalm 23 describes us, and I think in part it's because we are not practicing His presence. We're not listening to His voice, okay? We're not adopting His priorities. In other words, we're not abiding in the vine. We're not writing checks on our spiritual bank account by faith. And so this morning, as you come to the Lord's table, I would urge you to not only thank God that He has given you all things in Christ Jesus, but also by faith, lay claim to everything you need in this coming week and say, Lord, I trust you. I believe you. God's made a commitment that he has given you all things in Christ. It's got to be in Christ, right? But you can now make your commitment and say basically that this Lord's table, as I commune, I'm saying to the Lord, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. Father God, we come to you this day incredibly grateful for all that you have blessed us with that you have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You have promised that you will provide for us uh, everything that we need, above and beyond that which we need. And Father, so, it's so easy for us to fail to live by faith. And so I pray this morning you would give us faith to make this statement that you are our shepherd and that we shall not lack anything. And if there are any needs that the people in this congregation have this morning and in this coming week, give them faith, Father, to cry out to you and to say, Lord, uh, help me to write a check on our spiritual bank account in heaven. Help me by faith to lay claim 
to everything that we need in Christ Jesus. To that end, I pray that you would set aside these uh, common elements to a holy use and that you would be glorified in our partaking. We love you. It is our joy to recommit ourselves in covenant with you. In Jesus' name, amen.